Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both SnoozeFest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Hello, I am here today with a Center for Pediatric Sleep Management graduate, Kelly Knoll. And Kelly, before we get started, uh, tell us a little bit about you, uh, family life, professional life. Give us a rundown. Perfect. So my name is Kelly Knoll, and I live in Katy, Texas. It's a suburb of Houston. Um, my husband and I have been married almost 10 years. That will be September. And we have two kids, um, Harper, who is six years old, and Jensen, who is four. I am a certified sleep consultant, and I have a successful company, but I also um, teach online full time. So I have a super Perfect. full plate. Um, yeah. Perfect. And And what did life look like leading up to you becoming a sleep consultant? Uh, paint a picture of what your day-to-day or, or just like a little bit of working mom life. Yeah, so I was a stay-at-home mom with my first child for a while. Um, and previously being an entrepreneur, I realized I just need something else to fill my cup besides um, diaper changes and play dates and all of those things. They're great, but um, I still have something missing. So I got a teaching job online, which really fit all of my um, needs. I could do it from home. I could still have summers off with the kids and things like that. Um, And so I feel like from the jump, I've been a quote unquote working mom, but also like a stay at home mom. So it's, it, it can be a lot sometimes. Yeah, for sure. And, and what was it that prompted you to want to add certified sleep consultant to your resume? Well, I hired one with our daughter Harper at 14 months old, um, and she changed our lives as we always hear our clients tell us, right? So I hired one, um, and then I just randomly came across one of your posts, and I had helped a lot of my friends sleep train their children, and it never even really crossed my mind to get certified and to charge people for it until I saw your post, and I was like, hmm, you know, it can fill the entrepreneurial cup that I want filled somehow. And I can help people change their lives and really, you know, help people get more sleep. My whole thing is um, I always want my clients to feel it's okay to sleep train because it's okay to fill your cup too. Like you need rest too. This isn't just about, you know, teaching your child how to sleep. It's also teaching you to fill your needs as well. Yeah, I agree with that because, you know, when we are positioning ourselves to be the best parents that we can be by being well rested and well nourished and, you know, whether it's exercise and diet and sleep, all of those things are so important, right? And when we set ourselves up for success, first of all, we're modeling for our kids. And and second of all, we're just like happy enough to to survive the day with them, right? It, it gives us the energy that we need to to be the best parents that we can and should be for our kids. Right. Yeah. End of the day, I'm a better mom when I get sleep. You know, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So um, I think that's a big part of my kind of philosophy when I go into sleep training is it's not just sleeping through the night or achieving this like goal you have in your head. It's also, yeah, just making sure you're being the best parent you can by filling up those needs that you have. 
Yeah, I love that. Uh, one of the objections that I hear most often from those that are interested in this line of work is that they just don't have enough time. And I would love to hear your thoughts on this as someone that has a very full plate and still figures out a way to make it all work. Um, honestly, like the type A part of me says make time. <laughs> you know, I this is something I really wanted. And once I decide I want something, I go for it full on, you know, and yes, at the beginning, it never fails that when teaching picks up sleep consulting picks up like they are very, um, they're very synced in that way. So there are sometimes a busy seasons, but I think it, I would encourage people to do like a gut check to see. It's not that you don't have enough time. Do you care enough to make the time? You I know, love because that. I, yeah, I love that. Yeah, because I, I think that that's an easy excuse. It, anybody could say, Oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. But this kind of bleeds into my social life too. my friends um, kind of giggle, because they're like, boy, if you're Kelly's friend, like you're important, because I tell my friends, like once I stop enjoying your company, or you stop filling my cup, I just don't make the time to take time out of my busy life to see you. No hard feelings, not that I don't like you. It's just my time is valuable. And so you know, relation friendships are like a two way street for me. So I kind of feel that way about sleep consulting. It meant enough for me to make time for it. And so I figured out a way to make it work. Yeah, I love that answer. I think that you're right that um, time or, or lack thereof is often an excuse and that um, anybody who wants to make time for sleep consulting or anything else for that matter, uh, we, we can all find the time. We just have to decide that we are going to be committed and passionate about whatever it is that we are deciding to do. Exactly. You have to make it a priority. And if you don't make it a priority, then you can't be surprised. You're not getting the results that you don't want or that you want. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that. Uh, give us an idea of what your day to day looks like. Are there enough hours in the day to do it all? And if so, like from a logistical perspective, what does that look like for you? So sleep consulting is, it's pretty easy to add on to a full-time career, assuming you have some flexibility there. Like I, my FaceTime with teaching is not very much at all for the week. It's 90 minutes twice a week. So, you know, if I was a brick and mortar teacher, it would probably, probably look a lot different, but typically I take care of everything that my salaried career needs. Right. And then, um, sleep consulting comes in, but what I have found most is the onboarding with sleep consulting takes the longest. So once I have their sleep plan written, and then we just do the consult, then it's just simply text messages and a few phone calls from there, you know, so um, I would say, when it comes in waves, and I land four clients at one time, I'm like, Oh, gosh, you know, and I do all the sleep plans and all the consults at once, and then it just passes. And then I here I am fielding four people's questions, you know, um, and of course, as you know, in a two week program, they're really texting you three or four days. And after that's like a once a day check in. So um, again, it's just kind of getting over the hump and then like riding the smooth wave after that. Yeah, I agree. I think that obviously it's it's the most intensive in the beginning of a consultation with a family and it sort of tapers off as they become more confident. And I also think that it's our job to um, position them to gain confidence over time. Right. And I'm sure, I'm sure you have your finger on that pulse and, you know, we give them all the attention that they need in those first couple of days. And then we start to sort of give, give them the encouragement to 
find their own footing and and be able to handle it more independently, just like they're expecting of their children, right? <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, if they wake up early, you know, day six, you kind of have to feel that how you want to handle that yourself, you know, like I've given you the tools, but I'm not going to be here, you know, for the next three years. So yeah, um, I definitely agree. And that's, that's a huge takeaway that the parents are more confident, you know, coming away from a sleep training program. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one thing that I wanted to chat with you a little bit about is sort of like your, I feel like your entrepreneurial journey is a little bit unique in that you are not necessarily looking to grow your business as you already have a full-time business. Like, I think you've already, correct me if I'm wrong, but you sort of have gotten to the point in your business where you have the client load that sort of works for you. um, And you're not necessarily gunning to grow it in any sort of massive capacity. Um, Mm -hmm. How do you, how do you handle this from a mindset perspective? Um, I ask because I feel like once you get into entrepreneurship, at least for me, I've had this like strong desire to just always want to grow, 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 right? Like what's the, what's the next big thing that I can work on? But I think your vibe in your business is a little bit different. And I'd love to hear how you handle that, like logistically and from a mindset perspective. Yeah. So it's interesting you bring up mindset because of course the comparison is a thief of all joy right? So I'm in all these different sleep consultant groups. And it's like, I've done this, I have this many followers, I have this, I have this. And like, at first, I I did want that. And I wanted all the followers. And I wanted, you know, more clients than I can handle and all of those things. And then I think when I took a step back and realized, like, I have a really good career that I'm frankly, just coasting at, I'm going into my fourth year, it's easy, I enjoy it, it fills all the things that I need in my life as far as working, time with my kids, things like that. Um, I didn't make snoozeworthy as much of a priority. Like, don't get me wrong. My clients come to me. I still give them my best and everything. But I think at the end of the day, I had to figure out what I wanted and not what all these other consultants are telling me I want or what this business coach is telling me I want. Like, what did I want? And I, I wanted, you know, residual random income. I wanted to be able to help families. um, And I wanted to keep it something that I enjoyed. And so in order for me to check those three boxes, I don't have to grow, you know, and so um, and so it did take a while, though, I read a couple books about um, about kind of this mindset thing. um, And one of them, I don't know if you've read, it's called the subtle art of not giving a yeah, uh, I, I haven't read it. I haven't read it, but I am familiar with the book. Yes. So I love it because he talks about how what you're saying, how America, only the extremes are considered successes, right? Like, oh, if I make X amount of money, that's when I'm successful. But then you reach that and you just make it higher and high, kind of what you're talking about. And so he just basically talks about how um, how your perception of how you're doing is based on like bad goals, essentially. So it's, I'm, I'm doing a very terrible job of paraphrasing, but he's basically like lower your goals to what you deem necessary and then base your success on that. Don't set them so high. And then when you don't reach them, you're sad about it, you know? So it was a lot of like intrinsic self thought going on when I was listening to that book. And as I was going through the first year of snoozeworthy, but overall, I'm very happy with my decision to not, you know, try to try to blow this thing out of the park. I think that that's really an important message, especially for those that are 
interested in getting started on this journey because most of the people who I talk to who are interested in becoming sleep consultants don't want to make a big crazy business out of this. They just don't. Uh, mm-hmm. Some do, some do, but most come to me and they would just love to have something that lights them up, something that they're excited about, something that they're passionate about, something that's their own. Um, and if they can make an extra thousand bucks a month, 2000 bucks a month, they're thrilled. Like that, that's right. how a lot of people come to me is, is like, they just would like some additional financial sort of like a cushion or some flexibility mm-hmm. and, and to love the sort of side hustle that they've adopted, you know? Right. And, and so I hear that and then they complete the course and then all of a sudden it's this like gunning for something different, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I do think that it's really hard to keep yourself in check when you have all of these people around you that you see are doing like I put in air quotes, bigger and better things. They're not necessarily bigger and better. They're just right. They're, they're just different. And, and everybody has different goals and everybody has different sort of like benchmarks for their own success. Um, and I just think it's really awesome the way that you sort of recognize that you have your full-time job and you have your kids, which are a priority in your life. And then mm-hmm. this is like, this fills your cup, as you said, you know, right. it's, yeah. it's extra money, it's extra, like, excitement and joy. And, and that's, that's enough. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's enough, right. And if I raise the bar to include a dollar amount or a client amount, then I wouldn't feel like it's enough, you know, so back to the book, it's like, well, check your standards and like, make sure they're not all wonky. So you actually feel like you're accomplishing something, you know, and like, yeah, I think this business to me is more about just quantity, you know, how many clients, how much money, like it's, and it's it doesn't just have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. You know, I mean, I think mm-hmm. you're a perfect example of somebody where like, it isn't that way. Um, right. I think that, I think that whenever you're starting something new, there's pressure to like grow and build, you know, I think yes. that that's just a natural thing that we all right. feel. I don't know where that comes from. It's like, <laughs> I don't it's like the competitive nature. Uh, I don't know, but I it's self-inflicted largely, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I live it. I'm, I'm in a space right now in my mind where I'm constantly just like trying to figure out how I can grow. And for me, it's actually not tied to like a dollar amount. It's tied to like a bigger picture of like what growth means, you know, mm-hmm. like, so like for me, launching the podcast was like a really big growth moment, right? Like that right. didn't necessarily increase my income, although hopefully it will. Right. But like, yeah, the, but, but like, that was just sort of like personal slash professional growth. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'll ask you, like, have you had any moments that you would deem sort of like growth that weren't necessarily like, I had the biggest month financially, you know, like, did that, do you have moments like that in your career? And can you point to any of them? Yes. So now I, I know we'll get to this in a little bit, but all of my clients come from referrals, every single one. Um, and so like, that's, I like to coast, I like to work, 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 work to be able to coast. And so now I feel like I'm coasting because each client I successfully complete, uh, which has been all of them, thank goodness, their seats, right? And those seats, like I've had people tell me, well, my mom's neighbor 
her daughter used you. And she's like, I've never even met her, but your, your mom said she worked, you know? And so um, that I feel is kind of where I wanted to be. I, I feel like there's a better relationship with clients when they come to me from word of mouth referrals. They already kind of trust me. Um, the discovery call is like a no brainer. They book, you know, and it's a very pleasant experience all around. Then when like, I'm sure you can attest to this when some complete strangers come to you and sometimes they're just not the right fit uh, for what you have going on, you know? So I think that when I put in so much work to growing in my first year, it was for that. So I could say, okay, I have X amount of seeds out there and they'll help me get new business with me just hanging out over here, you know, doing my thing. Yeah, which does lead us into uh, the next thing that I wanted to chat with you about, which is social media. Um, you and I, you came to me, I don't know how long ago it was at this point, but you reached out to me privately because you were feeling sort of burnt out from being on that social media hamster wheel. And, you know, I personally find posting on Instagram to be the most exhausting thing ever. And I actually don't yeah. do a ton of it. And I remember that my advice to you was just to like, take a break, you know, just ditch it, quit for a little bit, you know, don't feel mm -hmm. like you need to spend all day batching reels, right? Like if you don't want to be doing that, don't do that, right? Uh, right? So we had we had that conversation and what came of it? Like, did you actually take a break? And, and what happened when you took that break? And what did you learn from it? So the short answer is I took that advice and I ran with it. Um, I have not posted on Instagram in all of 2022. Um, and I don't miss it at all. Like literally the best decision I've ever made. Um, I did fine with Instagram when I could post static posts, I could write captions. Once this real business came out done, like that's just not me. I'm not creative. I'm very type A. I'm very black and white. I'm not trying to find the trendy music and do transitions and all like, that's just not me. And so each time I made a reel, I would be like sweating, frustrated. I mean, it was just terrible. So it was like a square peg in a round hole, honestly. Um, and also like, you know, with social media, hey, I want to pick your brain for a minute, you know, and like, do those clients ever convert? Probably not. Um, and so, yeah, again, I, I elected to serve myself and I completely gave up social media. I mean, I haven't posted in over six months. Um, and I even want to write a post that says like, Hey, you know, I've obviously taken a step back from social, like I'm still doing, you know, I'm still doing sleep consulting, like come follow me on my personal page. And I can't even get myself to write that Jane. Like I am so <laughs> burnt out. I'm just like, I don't want anything to do with it anymore. And so maybe one day I'll post about like blogs I have written and things like that. But, um, I don't miss it. And now that my clients come from word of mouth referrals, you know, um, I, I don't really need it, you know? Yeah. And to me, it was weighing again, like, okay, will I get more clients with social media? Probably. But is social media also a pain? Yes. You know, and like that, it, it wasn't worth it to me. I will take less clients all day and, and not have to do social. Yeah, I love that. And, and I guess my question to you is like, were you always getting those referrals when you still were doing social media, you were just so caught up in 
doing the social media stuff that you weren't even paying attention to the fact that your business was already sort of thriving on referrals or did sort of those, those timelines collide and you quit social media and you also happen to realize like, okay, now I'm starting to get referrals. Things are a okay. Yes. I, I would say the, the latter one that I use social to build up my business. That's how I got my first client, complete stranger from Instagram, you know, um, and that's how I planted those seeds. I think my growth would have been a lot slower had I not put in the blood, sweat and tears. But I'm just glad reels came in on the tail end because they would have come on the forefront. Like there's no way that's just not me at all. If I was having to watch YouTube videos for how to post things on Instagram, like too much for me, you know, um, I agree. I'm with you. It, I, I can't do any of that. It's so hard for me too. It is. Well, and then it's like you make it and some have crazy views and some don't. And I think the other problem is I don't watch reels. So I don't get the allure. I don't, you know, you dancing, telling me like what to pack in my suitcase, you know, it's just <laughs> not, it's just not me. Um, so I think that that has to do with it too. If I enjoyed them, then maybe I would be more apt to learn how to do them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's absolutely right. Uh, do you have any long-term goals for your business, even if they're not the typical milestones that most people think of when launching or growing a business? Like maybe it's better systems, creating a course, anything mm -hmm. like that? I really want to get in um, with some good referral partners. Like that's a goal of mine, like pediatricians, chiropractors, um, like nurse practitioners, things like that. Once again, like more word of mouth referrals, you know, and that's what I decided when um, I decided to take a step back from social was that I would like reach out to make real relationships happen. And I value that way more. And I think like people do too, you know. Um, and so I would say that just being more of kind of a household name in some of those bigger businesses to be able to keep the word of mouth growing um, and like my client base growing at a at a slow rate. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think that that's brilliant. And you know, if you're having success with referrals from past clients, first of all, that means you're serving them well, right? You're doing a good job. Mm -hmm. And they're sharing your name with friends. And I agree, if you can leverage connections with pediatricians, chiropractors, family photographers, preschool directors, daycare owners, uh, you know, the list goes on and on. Um, right. That's, that's a great place to to set, to plant more seeds, as you've said. Right. Mm -hmm. Love that. Uh, when people ask me what my secret to success is, I sort of, I knew from the moment that I met you that you're going to be successful in this business. And, and with that being said, I guess I'm wondering, like, what is that? Like, why did I know that you were going to be able to figure this out? Uh, what is it that makes someone successful in an entrepreneurial venture? Um, I think two things. I think drive is huge. I think it's huge. Like I will never forget. I had just graduated the course and I was working on HoneyBook and I sat down for like three straight days to figure out my workflow. Like before I ever got one client, before I ever even knew how to work the CRM software, I like wrote down step for step how it was going to happen. And I had so many scratch outs and so many edits, you know? Um, and so I think like, that drive, frankly, I feel like people have it or they don't, right? Like you have it in you to figure it out and to, and my husband's like, well, you don't need to do that now. Wait till you get the first client. I was like, no, I need to figure it out like yesterday, you know? Um, and so I think drive's a big one. And I think 
uh, it sounds super corny, but I think courage, like I think just doing it scared, you know, like my first client had no clue. She was my first client and I wasn't going to tell her, (laughs) you know, so I think just doing it scared, being open and willing to learn. I mean, if you think you have things figured out, you probably don't, you know, but I think really just like having the courage to get out of your comfort zone and also like learning and adapting. I think it's a lot of different things. And a lot of these things, I feel like only owning a business will give you, you know, like there's some life lessons that you have to go through X to learn that life lesson. And I feel like, you know, having your own business teaches you a lot of life lessons, Um, you know, like the ups and downs of it, right? I can have the best March ever in April. I'm like, what? Like, where'd everyone go? You know? And so um, I think like persistence and all, you know, all of the like, and maybe some resilience, right? Maybe maybe some resilience, the way you just said, like, I could have the best March and then April's dead. Like, you have to be able to pick yourself up from that. Right? Right. Um, You know, I go through that in my business, I have ebbs and flows to my business. And if you get so down in the dumps, when things are a little bit slower, then you lose your confidence, you lose your momentum, Mm -hmm. you lose your drive to keep planting those seeds, right? I'm constantly reminding myself that when business is slow, when I'm not servicing that many families, that's the time, that's the time to get out there and make those meaningful connections, right? My calendar's wide right. open today. So what am I going to do with myself? Right? Mm-hmm. Rather than like sitting around and panicking on social media that I don't have any clients. Right? Yeah, for sure. I think like putting it when you have the time putting intention into still growing, even though you might feel like you're at a, a loss, you know, like, that's okay. There's always still room to improve. And And really, there is no rhyme or reason when clients come, like, honestly, I've, you know, it's like, you think you're gonna go up, 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 you know, but I know at the beginning of this year, a ton of sleep people are like, what in the world? (laughs) You know, there's no clients to be found. So, um, but yeah, I think resilience is definitely a part of it. And realizing like, your worth as a business owner is worth more than your bottom line, which I think like wraps up into all of my, you know, my leave from social media and my goals to not, you know, take over the world. Like I think realizing that goes a long way in your overall happiness um, in your business. Yeah, I think that that's really true. I hope that many of the like brand new, I hope the newbies are listening to you today (laughs) um, because I think that, it's really worthwhile to like take a step back and recognize that Rome wasn't built in a day. And like, what were your original goals when you started? And, you know, are you being true to the type of entrepreneur that you're trying to be? And Mm -hmm. right. And, and having all of those conversations with yourself as you're just getting started and to give yourself some grace, right. Some grace. Right. Because this is a process, right? Like how many Mm -hmm. people, how many people launch a business and have a six figure income year one, like nobody, right? Almost nobody does that. So let's, let's be real. And let's grow a business step by step and, you know, piece by piece. And, you know, it's, I think it's those that don't give up are the ones that are really successful. You know, if I think about Mm -hmm. your business, like your business is to the point right now where you don't have to hustle anymore. You're not hustling. You're mm-hmm. just you're just supporting the families that are coming your way, and that's that's right. what I do too. Um, you know, I don't hustle my sleep consulting business anymore. Every day, I get a text message or a an email or a phone call from somebody that got my name, usually from a former client, just like you. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, that's but it takes time to get there, right? It took you right. about a year. I would say it took me about a year also 
Um, mm-hmm. I, I felt momentum before that, but I really felt like at the year mark, I didn't have to get out there and, you know, pound the pavement, pound the virtual right. pavement, you know, or yeah. the pavement, right. Yeah. Um, and, and I love that you have the mindset that like, that's a okay. And, and right. you don't need to get out there and chase for every little piece of business that may or may not be aligned with the type of work that you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exactly right. So before we wrap up, typically I ask people to share their social media, which I'm still <laughs> going to ask you to share, uh, but maybe your website as well so that people can find you there. And if you have anything else that you'd like to share so that people can connect with you. Yeah. So my Instagram hasn't been updated in a while, but there is still a ton of great content <laughs> from when I was doing it is at snoozeworthy sleep. Um, and my website is uh, snoozeworthysleep.com. So y'all can check it out. Um, and yeah, reach out if you have any questions, but I would say that's the main, like, why I wanted to come on the podcast is just, it's okay to not be the best out there. Like, but I think I'm one of the best sleep consultants, you know, but with my service and how I service clients, not necessarily because I service so many clients. Yeah. I mean, when you say it's okay to not be the best, you are one of the best a hundred percent. I know you know (laughs) that you're absolutely one of the best. Uh, you're just maybe not the biggest, you're not serving the most families, but you are supporting them at the highest level. And it sounds like your business is serving you at the highest level, which I think is probably Mm -hmm. even more important. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think I would lose some of the joy I find in it if I was trying to make it into something that I didn't necessarily want, or like didn't realize I didn't want, you know? Yeah, well, thank you for that perspective. And Thanks for being on the show and, uh, you know, we chat all the time. So talk soon. Yeah. Thanks, Jane. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much, and I hope you will tune in for the next episode.